Hey everybody, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for a Journey. So glad you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. So glad to have you with us. We're in 1 Kings 21, going right through 1 Kings. And I got to tell you, we come to a situation right now that is scary. I mean, truly, this is scary. I want you to think about this. If your life can get to this point, the point we're going to look at today, it means there's some spiritual rot and some spiritual decay and some intentional disassociation from reality that has captured your mind, your will, and your emotions. So let's look at it. So we're talking about Ahab. He's the king of Israel. So let's pick it up in verse 21. It says this. Now, Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard in Jezreel. Okay, Jezreel, Jezreelite, get it? Sort of how it works, okay? Right? Now, it was beside the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So, it was right next to Ahab, the king we've been following here in the last three or four chapters of 1 Kings. It's right next to his palace. All right. Now, after this, Ahab said to Naboth, give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden because it's near my house and I will give you a better vineyard for it. And if it seems good to you, I will give you also its value and money. And so he's saying, look, I will I will pay you money and I'll give you something new. Now, this seems like a fair deal, right? So think about it. Ahab has this big land, this big spread. There's this beautiful vineyard. He wants the vegetable garden so he can grow his food. He goes to the guy. He doesn't take it. He doesn't do eminent domain. He doesn't exercise his authority. This is a good thing. He goes and tries to work a deal with the guy. So look what happens. But Naaman said to to Ahab, said, the Lord forbid it that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. He said, this was my dad's land. This is a family heirloom. This is family land. This is generational wealth that's been passed on to me. This is more important than money or land. That's what he's saying. And so Ahab went into his house vexed and sullen because of what Naboth, the Jezreelite, had said to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay in his bed turned away his face and would not eat. Now I want you to I want you to picture this. This is king of Israel, right? He's just refused a land deal. So what does he do? He goes home and the Bible says he is vexed and sullen. Now we've heard those words before to describe Ahab. If you remember last episode at the very end, Ahab had gone to war, he had won, but he hadn't dealt correctly with Benadad, right? The king and leader of Syria, he hadn't dealt well with that according to God's law. And so a prophet came to him, sort of tricky, but a prophet came to him and said, hey, look, because of this, it's going to be your life for his and your people's lives for his people's lives. In other words, God's going to exact punishment on you that he was going to do on Benadad. And that the Bible says right there, interesting, uses the exact same words. Said so, so Ahab went away vexed and sullen. What does vex mean? Vex means irritated, disturbed. Sullen means to be um, re- resentfully silent. It means to have an attitude, sort of the quiet treatment. Now, now I want you to get the how disconnected he is from reality. These are the two words that was used to describe him when God pronounced judgment on him and Israel. And these are the same two words used to describe him when a land deal goes bad. This is a guy who has some sort of seared conscience and separation from reality. If the same words are used to describe judgment upon your people, which you're the leader of, and a a land deal that you didn't get, there is a problem. So how do you get to this point? You get to this point because the people closest to you and yourself have walked away from the Lord and no one's calling you back. His wife is a gal named Jezebel. 
and she is horrific. We're going to look at her more in our next episode. But, but there was no one around him to point him back to reality, the reality of God, the supremacy, the supremacy of God in all things, the importance of God in all things. And when that's not true, your priorities get mixed up. Your values get out of line. The things that are sort of unimportant become most important. The things that should be most important become unimportant. Your reality gets so twisted, you don't know how to act, interact, and react. And this is exactly what happened with Ahab. So it says that he goes home and he is so vexed and so sullen. Look at him. He lays down in his bed, turned away his face, and he would not eat food. He throws a fit. (laughs) He throws a fit. He goes home and he said, I didn't get my way, so I'm going to go home and pout and I'm not going to eat and I'm not going to talk to anybody. This is exactly what he does. And he's vexed and he is sullen. Let me just ask you a serious question. Are the most important things most important to you? Think about it for a minute. Are the most important things most important to you? The kingdom of God, the gospel advancing, the truth of God being known by every person on the planet, right? The health of your family, the health of your local Christian fellowship, your church, or wherever you attend services, right? Is that kind of stuff most important? Or is it you lost your fishing rod? <laughs> or, or you know, you got to take your gun to a shop or your car's got a scratch. I mean, what's what's are the most important things most important? If not, why not? It could be you're on a slide. Remember, we've talked about First Kings. First Kings, if it's anything, It's the story of people who slide and they slide away from the truth of God, the important things of God and what matters most. If that's you, you could come back today and find grace, unbelievable grace for every step of your journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today. And I pray that we're not on the slide. Lord, I pray that the most important things are most important. And we live that out every day. Now, Lord, bless these, your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, man. Love you. Thank you for being here. And we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.